This. 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 This is the Racer H2O Podcast. It's time to drop that flag. Go. And now here's your host. Free wide battle for the lead. Shoulder to shoulder going into turn one. Rips that boot around. Jared Rosberg. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. What's up, troops? It's your old pal Jared. Welcome to the Racer H2O podcast. Hey, how you doing out there? You doing all right? Staying healthy? God, I hope so, man. Are you wearing your mask? Are you washing your hands? Are you staying away from people? <laughs> Doing everything we're supposed to do, trying to get on the other side of this COVID-19 mess so we might be able to go back racing. Speaking of racing, fans of watercraft racing in Wisconsin, you'd better get to Lake Winnebago in Oshkosh this weekend the Shake the Lake Stock Outboard Race is going to be the last watercraft racing event in the Badger State for a while. Breaking news, fans. Last week, Powerboat Nationals announced the cancellation of their North American Championships at the Grand Prix of Wisconsin and Wausau. Their Pro Tunnel 1 and Pro Tunnel 2 boats were scheduled to race on August 29th and 30th. Then, mere hours later, Racer H2O got word that Pro Watercross canceled round number three of their series that was supposed to happen in Racine, Wisconsin on August 1st and 2nd. So the Badger State taking it on the chin as far as watercraft racing in 2020. But then again, aren't we all? This COVID-19 pandemic continues to throw wrenches into the gears of watercraft racing but fans, this provides us with the opportunity to take a peek at things that many racers have little experience with. And that's the behind the scenes workings of a watercraft racing event. What's it like to put a race on? How much work goes into it? What are the unique challenges brought about by the coronavirus? And joining us today to discuss this is Dick Barrett, the executive director of the Wausau Central Wisconsin Convention and Visitors Bureau and Sports Authority. Dick, hello. Welcome to the show. How are things in the Badger State today? Well, today is a beautiful day out. Perfect summer weather. I wish everybody could come up and enjoy it. Uh, and thank you for having me. Uh, well, I, you know, great to have you and appreciate you taking the time. And believe me, nobody wants to be there more than me and my crew. We always have a great time in Wausau. Now, you know, as we were saying, a little over a month from now, we were supposed to bring our cameras back to Wausau. Racer H2O was coming back with Powerboat Nationals to cover their North American Championships and the Grand Prix, Grand Prix of Wisconsin for the fourth year. Hard to believe this would be our fourth year coming up there. But last week, the tough choice was made to cancel the event for 2020. But before we talk about this year, because there's plenty to talk about it, Let's go back four years to talk about when the Grand Prix of Wisconsin first started taking shape. What was it, from a Convention and Visitors Bureau standpoint, a Sports Authority standpoint, what was it that got you interested in powerboat nationals and watercraft racing in general? I think overall you got to understand how we're kind of set up. We're a lot different than most Convention and Visitors Bureaus. Um, since about 2011, we formed the Wausau um, Central Wisconsin Sports Authority. Yeah, and what we are we try to do is bring people, tourists, 
to the market. And over those years, the last 10 years, we basically went from one event that we started just to see if we could actually do one, and then to now we're running over 120 events annually. Uh, of course, this year's a little different because of the virus. We had to can- do a lot of cancellations and, and uh, removing and uh, or moving uh, events down the road a little ways. But, so it's been a really challenge this year. But that w- that's how we started. And one thing we found out, we always went after events or did events that would sustain. In other words, what I mean by that, instead of, hey, uh, come on and do your event and then leave and you're gone, we basically wanted to tie in events that we could host year after year. And that way it snowballs and keeps rolling. And that way if we lose an event in a year, a new one would be taking its place. So we always had the the rolling ball working. Um, the Powerboat Nationals came in because we like the diversification. Of our 120 events, we have at least about, so I'm going to say, 70 or 80 different types of events. So in other words, if you have an interest in uh, powerboats, we got it. Snowmobiling, we have it. Racing, we have stock car racing. Uh, so we basically expanded more into the motorsports as well. Uh, just to draw people to our market. Uh, economically, uh, our economic impact that we have grown to over $20 million a year in economic impact for our community. And our uh, room tax revenues basically have been uh, going through the roof, a straight arrow going upward almost every year after year. So we like to keep that, that momentum going. The Grand Prix, or the Powerball Racing, we started four years ago, is uh, through a, one of our conferences, I met with Dan Bunting, owner of Parbo Nationals, and him and I got talking. And I uh, said, we love that. That'd be kind of a nice event because we we have a beautiful Lake Wausau, and there's really no events ever taking place on it. So we uh, checked with our areas if this we could actually do it with the Department of Natural Resources to um, uh, the people that live on the lake, you know, interruptions and stuff like this. And we got the approval that let's see if we can do it. Um uh, Myself and uh, my cohort, Scott Legal, we uh, said we gotta, before we do something like this, we got to learn about it. So we took the time and we uh, flew down to Florida early before an, uh, an event and basically watched how the interworkings of the event were taking place. Now, what do you all need? you got to figure a way to get the boats in the water and get them out of the water. you got to, uh, how about seating? There's fencing rules, um, all this kind of stuff. So we observed, took a lot of notes, and we came back, and then we put it together here in Wausau. And I, I feel we did a, a great job in basically accomplishing all those feats of putting the boat race on uh, from year one. So every year we modified a little bit, uh, changing the hot pit areas and stuff like this for the uh, for the viewers. We tried to make it uh, safe, uh, found a bleacher company because it's one thing we thought that the place we looked at lacked. People were spread out too much and didn't get a big crowd that way. This way, if you kind of bleach them up a little bit and put the food and all stuff right there. you got a more like a picnic and family fun event. Um, now this year, for example, that hurt us a little bit because we don't have the open space like they did in the big beaches in Florida, but uh, we basically had uh, a beautiful park setting. And right across it was a uh, an airport, that landing, a uh, municipal airport. And you couldn't ask for a picture here. Boat races are going and a tail dragger airplane's landing in the background. I mean, so it was, it was gorgeous. Yeah, it's an absolutely uh, fantastic location, Bluegill Bay Park. And fans, if you want to see what the racing looks like, we're going to be posting some more of the videos on the Racer H20 YouTube channel, but make sure you go to the RMG Sports YouTube channel. All of our TV coverage is there, all of our bonus videos there, and you can see what it looks like. It's an absolutely gorgeous location. And, uh, Dick, you touched on it a little bit in your comments there, but I, I really wanted to, to hammer this point home. 
you know, every event that we go to has a purpose. Sometimes it's to promote tourism and economic development. Sometimes the racing is part of a larger event and is just another act of entertainment along with bands and, and skydivers and, and jugglers and sandcastles and all kinds of stuff that are there just to entertain the attendees. Sometimes we go to a place, it's, it's just some rich guy's got some money. He loves powerboat racing. He throws the money on the table and puts a race on in his backyard, which is great. Why does Wausau have a race? What are your goals for the event? Well, it's basically we get credibility, like when, with your uh, view, uh, videoing it and everything and, and running the broadcast. It gets uh, Wausau's name out, not just around our area region. It gets out nationally. It gets out internationally. Um, so, and we've done, we do a, another event called the, uh, International Wisconsin Ginseng Festival. And we bring, uh, over a thousand people from China alone comes over because of the ginseng. And that's when we started getting to say, we got to, our, what we have here can reach a farther scope than most communities. Uh, it's the idea. We want to make the awareness of Wausau and central Wisconsin, the beauty the parks, the, um, the basically low cost of basically lodging and food and everything that's here, people can come and enjoy themselves. Our goal in all the sports authority stuff that we do is to try to raise funds. We work with 58 different nonprofit associations putting on these events. So it's uh, these are their profit or I'm trying to say profit. They're uh, fundraisers for their groups. Uh, for example, we do work with the water ski club on the boat races. It was their largest fundraiser the first year they did it. They said they can't believe it. The, all the fundraisers do cookie sales or whatever they all do. This one brought more money in than all of them combined. And it was a volunteer type thing. And you uh, and basically when you came, they'd handle our parking. And the donations, it was not even uh, a fee associated with the cost. It was just a donation. So people were very generous and donated, and they had their best fundraiser, our Rotary Club. Uh, it's their largest fundraiser now. <laughs> So I mean, it's this. That's just that one event. So I mean, we, we got everybody involved. The idea of, of our whole program is basically to help youth. Okay, we do. I'm going to say over half or, or three quarters. I say over three quarters of our events are all are uh, heavily uh, related to youth. So in other words, the it might be the wrestling club. It could be the amateur archery club. It could be all this kind of stuff. They are the ones that are benefiting on the program. Well, we we work out a formula that they. Uh, get majority of the proceeds. All we want to do is make sure we cover our costs and make a little bit of profit on our end to keep the program going. That's all we ask. They, in turn, in other words, they put the effort in, they help, they do all the, the bull work on each event, we guide them, we market it for them, and uh, we actually help out a lot of the events, but they make the money. So these clubs are prospering because they have a, a revenue source for funding. Wow, what a what a great thing you guys are doing! And I tell you, every time we come to Wausau, we're blown away by how friendly everyone is, how generous everyone is. We always have a good time in Wausau. And fans, I'm speaking with Dick Barrett, the executive director of the Wausau Central Wisconsin Convention of Visitors Bureau and Sports Authority. Uh, you know, I, I said in my comments earlier, Dick, that sometimes events have a rich guy that comes in and plops money down. Now, obviously, not too many of those are around, and certainly they're becoming less and less as the economy continues to tighten up. But let's talk about all of the work that you guys do, and fans, I'd like for you to pay special attention to this because, you know, many times, uh, you know, if you're a fan, you just hit that red button on your remote control, 
or on your Roku device, or you click on a link online and you watch us online and you say, oh, look at that great powerboat race I'm watching on TV. And all you had to do was push a button to make that happen. And as far as you, the drivers and teams are concerned, all you had to do was get your stuff ready and back into a, uh, a lake or a river and, and you could go out there and race. But there is a ton of work that goes into making these events happen. And Dick, I'd like for you to talk about that, about the pre-event work, about the sponsorship sales, the ad sales, fundraising, permitting, all that kind of stuff. You know, how, how long in advance do you start the planning when it comes to a powerboat racing event? A lot of we take care of, uh, for example, if we have the race today, we're actually still, well, well, trying to lock up next year's already at the same time. What I mean by that is that we'll secure the location. You know, one of the, you've got to have a place to have it. So we'll try securing that one of the first things we do. Uh, also, seating, like we, we bring uh, chart in bleachers. We've got a great relationship with a company that brings the bleachers in and takes them out for us so we don't have to worry about it. We have to work with our parks department because it is held in the park and we lay out a map for them. Um, so it starts about a year before, but some of the stuff is pretty routine now once you get the system down. Um, and for every event, from a marathon to everything we do, it takes, you know, it takes the planning. There's numerous steps that we follow for each one. Uh, the, the sad part is that we don't even have to write it down. We, with staff I have, we only have seven people on our staff, and they're uh, totally. And that's for the CVB and the Sports Authority combined. Um, so as you can see, we really rely a lot on the those nonprofit clubs right. uh, to basically help pull these events through. Um, but you know that's where a lot of the bulwark comes. But it's a coordination. You have to talk to these people. One thing we really emphasized when we did any sporting event when we started, we have to be available to help them at the time that they're available because most of these people in this nonprofits also have jobs. So that means our meetings take place in the evenings. Okay, a lot of them. And it works out real well. Sure, come on in at 6.30 or 7 o'clock. Right. We'll be there. We'll help you. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. That's where the, a lot of the planning comes through. That's where all the details come through. Who's going to do the counting for every event? Um, and a lot of it's done on the honor system. And uh, we, we've never been stabbed in the back, so to speak, or mm-hmm. cheated upon. I mean, we have a great relationship with all the, the nonprofits that we deal with and the vendors we deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you work together toward one goal, it works a lot smoother. But like you said, uh, like the Grand Prix, the, getting the bleachers, getting the park, putting fencing up the way it should be, crowd control, parking, um, all those kind of things have to be done and make it as seamless as possible. Uh, our, I would say where we felt short a little bit in the beginning years was uh, trying to get some sponsorships. This year was going to be kind of our breakout year a little bit because we have a couple more sponsors involved with it. They're, they're starting to see the value, but uh, where we on this event is being different is that we don't get as much local marketing as we do, let's say, state or regional or even national marketing through like you. And that's where we have to try to find those sponsors who need that big reach uh, market. Uh, we have a couple sponsors that say, well, I can't do it because you run it through the whole state and our, our product is not available through the whole state. So that makes it difficult. Uh, so it's a whole new thing, but on the other hand, if we sell somebody that's outside of our region that's plus money for our market mm-hmm. you know right absolutely so uh, well, and that way we're not bleeding our locals we're, we're basically enforcing them right and and the and the the distribution of the racer h2o tv package fans this year is set for 120 million households across the united states all those details are at racerh2o.com but uh if you're a if you're a local business 
you know, to be hitting Miami, New York, Seattle, and San Diego really doesn't matter to you, but it certainly helps Wausau as far as marketing Wausau as a tourist destination and the economic development of Wausau to, to see the show in all those locations, correct? That's correct. Here's a little uh, fun fact. In 2019, we were the, one of the top, now let's say, on overnight stays, our occupancy for our hotels, uh, number uh, we were actually number two in the state of Wisconsin, and number six in generating new dollars from over year over year, and and that's uh, we're number six, and that's competing against the, the our professional uh, sport teams like the Milwaukee Brewers and the Bucks, and the Packers, and then the, also the University of Wisconsin. That's competing against all those markets, mm-hmm. and here Wausau, a town of only roughly with. with the surrounding community about seventy-five thousand, and dollar-wise for new dollars generated and the tourism dollars, we're in the top six. Wow! So I mean, these events are bringing dollars to the market, and they're bringing excitement. It's also bringing recognition of Central Wisconsin. Well, let, you know, yeah. Let's get back to the the work that goes into it. I mean, this is bringing a lot of money into into your area, and certainly boosting the prestige of the Wausau area because you guys do a lot of stuff. But let's focus just on the powerboat race now with the Grand Prix. How many sure. how many man hours would you say go into putting the Grand Prix of Wisconsin together from the end of year one to the dropping of the green flag at year two? How, how many man hours do you think you and your staff and volunteers put in? It's, well, volunteers, I, it's hard to say. I don't, to be honest with you, I couldn't even tell you a number because we work at as we go along with the other events. Um, for example, we'll put our applications in for the powerboat racing, for example, the communities that we have to get uh, permits from to hold it. We'll put them in one big bunch. Here's all the events. Our, that's where it probably helps us, our community, like our parks department and stuff like this. They know what we have going already. We, we furnish in the schedule way in advance of every year. So then they kind of remind us, hey, you're going to have the Grand Prix this year. <laughs> oh yeah by the way here's our here's our form so they they kind of know what's coming and that helps everybody um the hours itself getting everything set up you add up it's probably really starts like four to five days before the event itself you know when i talk about bringing the bleachers in uh all that kind of stuff that's the man hours that go in they're setting up the tents um all those sort of things are all contracted but we do that throughout the year for example we already talked to the the tent company and we were out at the park it only takes maybe an hour, and we go through it. And, okay, here's the dates. Here's what we want. You think you can handle it? Yep, it's done with. Okay. So, um, I mean, so it. I guess the first year is the toughest. You're going to put in just tons of hours, okay? And I'm saying tons. But after you got it down, you you know your vendors. You got them going. It just, sometimes it's just a quick email or a phone call to them and say, Hey, Bill, I need the tent set up um, by this date for that. No problem. I'm on it. Okay, so it gets less time as the more you do it, right. unless you change some things. You know, right. like it's, we work. It's the same thing with television too. <clears throat> when we show up with our cameras, it's always it's always easier for us because we know where to put the cameras, we know where to go, and we know we have that base level. And then from that, and I'm sure you guys are the same, you have that base level that you know what works. Then you can start building on top of that. Okay, maybe we can put a camera here. Maybe we can do something here. Maybe we can go here. But we know that we always have that base that we can fall back on. And that really makes us more comfortable. And then that shows, I hope, in our, in our television production. But fans, I'm speaking with Dick Barrett, the executive director of the Wausau Central 
Wisconsin Convention of Visitors Bureau and Sports Authority. And, Dick, I wanted to touch real quick on the COVID-19 major factor this year everywhere. I mean, everywhere in the world. Many events, just because of the timing of everything, it's starting in March and April, many events lost what we call the golden hour, meaning that they lost the time that they would have boots on the ground, people knocking on doors, trying to raise money and sell sponsorship. Was this the case with Wausau? Did you have a lot of returning sponsors from last year? Were you lower because you couldn't get out there and sell sponsorship for the 2020 event? And, uh, you know, what was it like? I mean, did you guys miss your golden hour? No, we didn't, because we basically just pulled a plug last week on it. Uh, but here's what we did. During the, when the, the pandemic hit and they shut down everything in the country, uh, basically, uh, myself and a, a couple, a couple of my staff members, we basically hung around, and we said, "I always tell everybody the best time to improve your, let's say, market or whatever, is during downtimes, because everybody else is waiting for everything to come out." We actively went out and sold sponsorships during that period of time. Wow! You know, people still had high hopes that it was going to be over with, and we picked up a very good sponsor for the powerboat races in late March. Okay, in early April, and because they recognize that this is something now they have the opportunity of getting hold of before anybody else can get on it. Uh, so yes, we worked out now by canceling it. So we have to notify them, and what we're doing in replace of it, and they will get the their sponsorship for next year. So that's why we secured down. Um, it put this, but we did it, and so that we felt something. We did a lot by telephone. We did a lot by. Uh, uh, with face masks on and, and social distancing, we kept everything up and up and up with that, um, so and so forth. And we basically still wanted to run this year's boat race, but here's where the problem is: we're watching some of the other events that we are doing yet. Uh, we did several, a lot of virtual ones in place of some that we normally had uh, visitation on, but the, the the bleachers was a problem. And basically, because we have a, a spike going upward again, that we said we can't put all these people jammed in these bleachers again. That's that's where our problem came in. That's one thing. Also, uh, all the permits that we filed for having the event, the you know, let's say the county and the parks and all that kind of stuff are holding those permits yet, you know, to find out how the virus is going to do it. But to be able to, let's say, not have the expense of putting this event on and losing it. We have to make a call at a certain time. Right. So we made our call. We we could hold off as long because all of a sudden we could have the event and be a week before it, and all of a sudden the county decides, no, we're going to have a shutdown. We're out a lot of money. Right. So some of these decisions have to be made in advance. Um, believe me, we worked everything possible. All the sponsors are just uh, excited about that we're still holding this event mm-hmm. uh, at that point. Uh, but that the bleachers were probably one of the biggest things on the COVID side. So then I talked to the uh, the president of the Powerboat Nationals. He's gotten trouble getting boaters to come up too. So it's kind of a dual thing. So if I don't have the boats, the race, if I don't have a few boats, we're not going to put on a very good show. If we're going to put on a quality show. It doesn't pay to do it. Right. You got to do the best possible. And so that we had a, it was done, compounded twice. Not being able to have enough boats, and also that bleacher problem by jamming people together. We need to keep that social distancing. Well, it's, it's, so uh, on the word of safety, that's what we did. Well, I, you know, I, I hate that we're not we're we're going to miss out on everything that Wausau offers every year. My crew and I are sad that we can't make it. 
we appreciate it and we salute you for trying. I mean, it's something that safety is paramount and racing and never more than now. I mean, this COVID is a moving target. We all try to keep our crosshairs on it, but it's, it keeps moving around and it keeps changing. So we just have to err on the side of safety. Now let's talk about 2021. It sounds like you guys have a pretty stout event ready to rock and roll. I mean, if all of your sponsors that you had in 2020 say, okay, yeah, just put us on pause and bring us back in 2021. I mean, let's talk about 2021. Uh, uh, well, first of all, any dates in mind, or is it still too early to talk about that? Well, it's probably a little early to talk about, but right now we're scheduled for this, uh, roughly the same weekend as last year, or this year, which will be August 29th, 30th of this year, or wherever it changes over to next year. It might be, what, 28th, 29th, or something like that. So late August. So that's what we're looking at, late August. And uh, before, we used to do it in kind of mid-September, but we end up with some cool weather, uh, which doesn't help with the crowd. Right. So that's what we're working on right now. We're also exploring there might be some other possibilities of even getting into some hotter weather, which would be even great for the, the boat racers. Sure. Um, the, the racers love that area because uh, if you come through and see the Bluegill Bay Park, it's covered with uh, basically trees on both sides, so you don't get the white caps on the little water. Mm-hmm. And that's they love that water because they say of all the races they go to, they get the ripple effect they need to get the air enough, enough air under the boat to keep the high speeds going, but they have no white caps to accidents. Right, right. So that's why, that's what they like. So next year we're looking for a huge event. We're also talking with uh, with the Powerboat Nationals are trying to get, the, of course, the larger boats we have, um, see if we can maybe get an exposition with these, the great, great big cigarette boats, maybe have a drag rest, race down the later, something like this, something different to add more excitement to it. I'm working with a club down in southern Wisconsin. I don't know if you've heard of knee, knee boats. Oh, sure. Absolutely. We're thinking maybe, we're thinking of seeing if we can get them to come up and work together. So we're going to try to expand it so that they have a variety of different things. We had the jet skis. They did a great job. Uh, they did expedition, you know, uh, showing stunts and all this kind of stuff that they do. That was a nice thing in between the boat races. So those are things we want some excitement so there's always something going on in the water at the at that time so people can enjoy themselves have a great time with their families well if i'm a potential sponsor in the wausau area or really anywhere across the united states that's interested because it sounds like you're going to have a whale of an event in 2021 i mean i can't wait for 2021 for many reasons but to come back to wausau that's always at the top of the list if i'm a company if i'm a potential sponsor i'm listening to this podcast i want to get involved with what you guys are doing how do I get a hold of you? Where do we find you? Contacts at the Wausau Central Wisconsin Convention and Visitors Bureau. It's www.visitwausau.com. Or give us a phone call at 715-355-8788. We'd love to have you be part of it. Um, it always helps. Um, you know, so I would say please and thank you. Well, I, you know, <laughs> so. come aboard the event, guys. Uh, there's a pretty decent television crew that shows up there every year, puts on a, I like to think, a half-decent show from time to time, and uh, we'll certainly make you famous. We'll get your word out there. But uh, Dick Barrett, Executive Director of the Wausau Central Wisconsin Convention and Visitors Bureau and Sports Authority, we thank you so much for your time. We thank you for all of the work that you put into trying everything you could to make 2020 happen at Bluegill Bay Park in Lake Wausau. And, hey, we just cannot wait till 2021. Well, thank you very much. I'm very happy. If anybody has questions, please contact us. Dick Barrett was our guest, and we thank him so much for his time. Fans, hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you learned a little bit about some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on 
watercraft racing events, how hard it is to put these events on and why when they return in 2021, you need to support as many of them as you can. If you're a fan, get in the car, go check them out. If you're a rider or a driver, make sure you have your equipment there ready to rock and roll to support these people that are working so hard to keep the sport that we enjoy alive and kicking. Fans, as always, don't forget, like, share, subscribe, follow, do all that great stuff on social media. Racer H2O is what you search for. We're everywhere on social media. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're always putting new stuff up there. Got some big news coming up about the racing season for 2020. Not quite dead yet. So make sure you pay attention to the Racer H2O social media. As always, we thank you for listening. Make sure you give us five stars wherever you're listening to us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you happen to be listening in, make sure you give us a good rating. Let the good people there know we're doing the good work. Thanks for listening, fans. I'm your old pal, Jared. This has been the Racer H2O Podcast.